I think that's the biggest thing that I'm so excited to share is like just knowing that we all have like the power to really uh, be us to like awaken and to set the tone for our life like we are not victims and that's really hard for some people to hear and I've been in spaces where it's where that was very hard for me to hear but I'm at a place in my life where it's like I'm not a victim to anything Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know I'm in I'm in situations but it's just a situation that's going to be gone (laughs) in a little bit like I'm gonna move on to something else Mm -hmm. um and you know because we we all I, I mean I have being um I've, I've been in situations where I've wanted to, I thought my life was supposed to be a certain way. I wanted it to be a certain way, mm-hmm. but it is what it is. Right. And it's how I'm in it, mm-hmm. you know, and like, and how I want to keep shaping it and shifting it. And you do that by understanding your power. Welcome to the Blitz Seekers podcast. Our podcast is intended to inspire people to discover their true purpose and follow their bliss. We're on every major platform, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. Please make sure you like, subscribe, hit that notification bell. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast and please enjoy the show. So you grew up born and raised in Oakland? Yeah, I was born in Oakland. I've lived in Oakland and some other places in the Bay and okay. also. But Oakland's kind of home. Around. Yeah, Oakland is definitely like the hometown. Okay. Like okay. it resonates so beautifully. There's and a lot of vegan food there. I know. Yeah, there is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nowadays, yeah. yeah, there is a lot mm-hmm. of vegan food there. Because I grew up here in the South Bay, but mm-hmm. like, and I'm vegan. So, but like all the vegan stuff is like Oakland, Berkeley. You know what I mean? <laughs> South Bay is starting to come up. You know what yeah. I mean? But most of it's there. Mm-hmm. But, um. So is your mom Afghan as well? No, no, my mom's mixed. Okay. Yeah. So it was like. But I'm mostly a Venusian. Venusian. Mm. Uh, from Venus. Oh, okay. Oh, from Venus. <laughs> I'm like, wait, Venusian? I'm all, I'm all what part of Italy <laughs> what is that? What country? <laughs> <laughs> I'm all Venice. They call them Venusians, right? Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool. I feel like, you know, nowadays uh, we're, we, I think we're actually coming out of it, the age, but we'll see. Everyone's really into claiming your identity mm-hmm. and like your your race and ethnicity which is beautiful because yeah. we haven't been able to do that on like a large scale mm-hmm. um and it's really amazing to to do that now and you can see it right in all the media and and like movies and things yeah. like that right mm-hmm. um but i'm also so much more of a person where i get like ideas and visions like not only from like honoring my ancestry but being open to like mm-hmm. where am i from mm-hmm. yeah. you know like where where has my soul gone where is my right. spirit mm-hmm. gone like what's my what's my purpose and how is it impacted by these multiple layers of um being that i'm over time remembering you know getting glimpses getting glimpses of yeah. um so yeah i like i like thinking more about cosmic heritage so okay. i love when people know yep. where they're from <laughs> like Venusian. more want to know take me out of space <laughs> yeah. take so me out of this world Venus. baby hmm. <laughs> right yeah okay so um well i can relate to you on a couple things so my father's from mexico my mom mm. is from here so i appreciated that because i got like the culture of a different country you know yeah. like a, a uh, you know kind of a third world-ish country and then i also got the culture of american and so it's a good blend you know so you're not just all one but me, like you, I don't like to label myself like, I mean, I'm Mexican, I'm very probably Mexican, American, you know, Mexican American. But I don't like to label myself as anything because I think, like you said, it limits you in a way, you know, like I, I just I, I can be a chameleon and I can blend into every group of person or at least I try. That's my that's what I pride myself in mm. is like, you know, 
I just joke around. I'm, I'm white sometimes. I'm black sometimes. I'm Asian sometimes. You know, it's just I'm a chameleon. I like to adapt. So we're all we're all the human race. You know what I mean? And and so I just wanted to share that because uh, I agree with you on those points. It's not good to kind of it is good that people can now claim their heritage and if they're proud of it. Right. But but it also is not necessary as well. You know. Yeah. And I don't know if it's not I don't know if it's like not necessary. I think I think it's really like I love being able to identify with different parts of myself yeah. at different mm. times for yeah. sure. Like, um, but I, I also really enjoy being at a place that is, uh, accepting more of who I am. Yeah. You know, like I've gone through my, my phases of really taking on different identities, um, and being very like public about them. And now yeah. I'm at this place where I just feel more connected to the stars. I feel more connected to like, um, being knowing, uh, my energy, which mm-hmm. is like not, just like of this vessel you know Mm -hmm. it's like i can change shift my energy based off of whatever i'm thinking about or what i want you know so it's more like i think it's more about energy and knowing my purpose or knowing um how i want to impact the world and how i want to be impacted um energetically i guess for me right now and versus just like claiming to be afghan or mixed heritage and i also Mm. think about like how um Afghanistan is so beautiful. Yeah. It's like, you know, Afghanistan is on the Silk Road. Uh. And like it has a history of Buddhism, of like mm. Zoroastrianism, you know, of like Islam. Um it has a history of so many peoples going through there. It's like who am I when I even claim Afghan mm-hmm. as a race? Right. Like right. what, you know, like what <laughs> what ancestry, like what time do I yeah. want to claim? You know, um, and I think it's like that for a lot of places in the world. Right. You know, and I'm just can speak about Afghanistan. Um, but it's like so interesting for me to just to think about that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. The, so, well, sorry. Let me add that. Yeah. We when you talked about the remembering, right? Mm-hmm. Cuz when I had this uh very um this spiritual experience uh, when I did ayahuasca, it definitely helped me remember mm-hmm. like who I truly am, like um you know, being love and light and also like I never felt so connected with my own spirit. Mm-hmm. And then lately I realized, yes, I was born into the Filipino culture. And my parents are, you know, my family is Filipino and all that. But beyond that, I'm like spirit, right? Like yeah. an energy and a spirit. Yeah. So it just, the remembering definitely yeah. hits, hits the spot for me. Because I'm like, now yeah. I'm, as a, you know, as time goes by, I'm definitely, it helps. There's things that I do that helps me remember. Mm-hmm. Because I think as a human race, we forgot who we are, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, disconnected. So. Um, yeah, you got me thinking about uh, traditions and how uh, beautiful they are and like in the traditions in different diasporas and how I really enjoy like knowing about the traditions in my uh, my diasporas and seeing how finding like the the like uh, the goodness in them, you know, the ones that are like rooted in like um, authenticity and mm-hmm. like love and like connection to the earth, mm-hmm. you know, and well-being and community and um yeah something you said like made me think of like uh, traditions and like and i started thinking about like the tradition of like music within america Mm -hmm. how it was um you know impacted and created from like the slaves and from like native americans and like that whole dance and then like with racism and -hmm. like how there was this power to like control the sound and just like where we are now with like what we hear how it does come from a tradition of like slavery 
you know, of black people and like Native American people, mm. indigenous peoples. Um, and then also there is this, yeah, there's this thing that's so much being able to dance in the other realm too of like knowing that and being in that tradition and honoring it and loving and respecting it. And then mm. also dancing in the tradition of like the new tradition for me, which is like, Ooh, there's so much, there's so much more, there's so much endless possibility. I can be in that story and honor it for a moment, but I don't have to live my life just within that story. Yeah. You know, I can like look at it and be like, that's so amazing. Our ancestors did that. Mm -hmm. And now I'm doing this, which is whatever. <laughs> what is what I'm doing now? Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, being sure. expansive with like yeah. energy. Expansive. That's, mm -hmm. that's the word. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So can you talk a little bit more about Afghanistan? Cause you mentioned the Silk Road and, uh, for those who don't know what the Silk Road yeah, is, is, can you that? talk a little bit about that? Well, the Silk Road was a road like throughout Asia that um, traders went on. Okay. Yeah. I don't actually remember the exact locations, mm -hmm. but it was like a route that traders would take. Okay. So there was constant goods and ideas being passed on this road through all the countries that it yeah. went through. So all the cultures, is a, a melting pot of all the cultures getting together to trade, mm -hmm. basically. And, mm -hmm. I, and it runs through Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I like your the outfit that you have on. Oh, Tell us about you. that. Yeah. Yeah. I've been really into um, something got activated in me where I started exploring uh, Buddhism more. Mm, and okay. Yeah. And Buddhism within my diaspora. Shout out to Buddha right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love you, Buddha. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then thinking about, um, yeah, being, being part Asian and also too, just falling in love with Bruce Lee. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Bruce Lee was badass. Yeah. And his falling, mindset. Yeah. Too. His mindset. Yeah. And falling mm -hmm. in love with how incredible it is that um, Buddhism and Eastern thought uh, has been in American uh, music and entertainment. And I really love how that was like a spirituality that got intertwined with something that could be mainstream and, and reach a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so that really inspired me too. Um, so yeah, this, this outfit I've been, I've been really enjoying like looking at, uh, Asian things that are not just Afghanistan, but thinking about the Chinese China within Afghanistan, the Mongols within Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. And like, they're, if only in my mind, I'm like, Ooh, what would it look like to have like Afghan, you know, um, dress meet Chinese meet, you know, mm -hmm. Mongolian back in the day. And yeah. it's like, I don't know. I mean, I know it exists, but it's like, so it's fun to be able to express myself yeah. um, in, in more in different types of Asian wear to, um, so what type of Asian wear is this? This is from, this was made in China. Oh, China. Okay. Uh -huh. Are you part Chinese? Or? No. no. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I mean, the Chinese came through Afghanistan, but no, yeah. I'm, okay. I like, you're like, I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Energetically? No, no. <laughs> I have no, I do not know, but I know that my, you know, I'm Afghan. My dad's from Kabul. So. Okay. So that's the Asian I didn't part. grow up, yeah, I didn't grow up with yeah. Chinese culture. Yeah. Because I mean, I, and I know, I know Mongolians too. Like I used to work with a lot of them. I have a good friend who's Mongolian. Mm -hmm. So, and they're very unique looking like, you know, uh, as a, and they're, so Chinggis Khan or Genghis Khan, they say, uh, something crazy, like one out of every eight men that live on the world today are direct descendant of Genghis Khan or something like that. What? Cause that's how far the Mongolian empire, he had like 2000 children or something crazy like that. <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah, it's true. Look it up, right? He's, yeah. he's been yeah. mentioned I mean, he in, in music yeah. a lot. He's yeah. been really? mentioned in music, yeah, like oh. rap music or any other. I think I've heard it in a rap song. Yeah, I was he, like, who's this guy? He was one of like the greatest like emperor emperors, yeah. dictators of all time. But he was pretty smart because what he did when he would take over, he would uh, he was more democratic. Mm 
he wouldn't be like, you have to do what we say. He said, you can have your own religion. You can have your own people, but you're under the Mongol Empire. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of how he took over pretty fast, right? Yeah, I, um, I'm i not too familiar with him, but I did read something like that, too. I did come across that. Um, and I thought what was interesting in that piece that I read, it also talked about how um, he was he was like a he was looking for the elixir of life. Mm. You know, so he was he was a, um, someone who conquered and, you know, with conquering people comes a lot of ugly stuff. Right. Of course. Um, and but for him, I don't know what part of his life this came in, but there was in this article it was talking about how he also sought out the sages of different religions mm-hmm. um, to talk to them about like, yeah, the elixir of life, alchemy, mm-hmm. um, living like being a living legacy, uh, living legend mm-hmm. for a long time. But so it's kind of interesting because we're talking about him now. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. people's legacies He's like still. do. Yeah, to this day, <laughs> right? right? yeah, How probably, old is he? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny. Like, And we'll, we'll switch gears because it's not about Genghis Khan. But <laughs> he didn't die in battle. He died from falling off his horse and injuring himself. I mean, do any like That's crazy. colonizers <laughs> or conquerors die in battle? Because uh, so. they're not yeah. in the battle. Know, right? They're back like, home chilling. They? Yeah. <laughs> Usually uh, send everyone else to yeah. fight. Right, right. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> but anyways, so, so I, I, don't know, I just thought that was cool because, yeah. but if, if you think about it, like I've done the DNA test. I don't know if you've done that one. Like I did a Ancestry.com. Is it Ancestry? Yeah, Ancestry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you look at my DNA, it's like, I'm a melting pot of everything. I'm like 45% European, 48% Native American, 5% African. Mm-hmm. But then they show like, it almost shows like where my ancestors started mm-hmm. and how they walked all the way. And then mm-hmm. obviously, cause my father's Mexican from here. My mm-hmm. mom, she looks light skinned. So it's just, I think your DNA tells even the story of like how you're saying, you know, the past and where you went through and all these different cultures. And maybe we're all kind of somewhat of a silk road of mm-hmm. DNA you know uh, to and get cosmic to, dna yeah too, yeah right? cosmic dna mm-hmm. too right i mean i've had an out-of-body experience it wasn't in the ayahuasca i did the ayahuasca as well mm-hmm. but i had an out-of-body experience at church and where i popped out of my body and mm-hmm. you know and then i had i had inner peace for five years after that and it was crazy and i, I was just praying and it happened so i do understand that inner the, peace for five years after yeah. that <laughs> yeah. wow yeah it was crazy um <laughs> beautiful uh, yeah um but that's where I learned that we are uh, spiritual beings, just having a human experience. Because I'm literally floating around the room and I could see myself. And mm-hmm. I went from from pride and ego to gratitude. Mm-hmm. It was like an emptying of ego. Like mm-hmm. I was drained. They call it slain in the spirit in the church again. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like you empty yourself of you and you fill yourself with God or source or yeah. whatever, right? Uh-huh. But uh, so seriously, for after that, five years of inner peace, my whole life was like, easy mm-hmm. and perfect after mm-hmm. that for five years but obviously i didn't keep it up I, I stopped doing that but my point to that is you're talking about cosmic talking about you know all that i then i knew like i have no doubt like i can't deny it you know mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. happened i was floating out of my body <laughs> yeah. and i popped back in you know yeah. but so i know that we are spiritual beings at yeah. least me that my yeah. experience mm-hmm. i know that it's true right yeah. so that's pretty cool yeah you know it's so interesting you just got me thinking about how like ancestry.com like has become a business yeah like how those people knowing wanting to know their ancestry and just reminds me of like how how like it just makes me think about how fascinated or how much we're attached to knowing like our percentage of mm-hmm. who we are like i remember growing up and hearing the story of like 
you know, are you Afghan enough? You know, like not yeah. being Afghan enough. I'm sure yeah. we probably got that maybe yeah. mixed around yeah. Mexican, you know. Because I looked like, white as a kid, so they're like, you're not Mexican, you're white. I'm like, what yeah, am I supposed to look like? Much, <laughs> but it's so interesting because it's like in America, I have a very different experience of like um, being brown in America than I do, than I did when I went to go travel in, um, in Europe. But just hearing you talk got me thinking about a lot of a lot of things and and um one of them being that and another one just being like how beautiful it is when there are communities of people that mm-hmm. are still you know like there was there were a time when we were tribal mm-hmm. you know and we still connected mm-hmm. with people but it was like we're very insular in communities and our communities are so big because of capitalism and the internet and like you know Mm -hmm. like you can identify with people from all over we're all not just like in one located space having the same traditions Mm -hmm. and understanding of you know how the world works or cosmology Mm -hmm. um and how it's so sad when you know that like that was disrupted with genocides against indigenous peoples um and it's also um i think and i could be wrong but you just got me thinking how i think a lot of people have become fascinated Um, Because I've heard this growing up of just wanting to be so pure, Mm -hmm. like wanting to be authentically Afghan or wanting to be authentically something, you Mm -hmm. know, like, um, but that's just, it's so divisive. Like, it's just, it divides us. It's not Mm -hmm. who we actually are as a species, right? you know, like this is just a vessel. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, you just got me thinking about that. And it makes me think of um, the song, another mantra that I wrote that I want to share because it's about roots. Go ahead. (laughs) Let's do it. My mama taught me not to forget where I come from. The magic in our roots, it will carry me far. My mama taught me not to forget where I come from. The magic in our roots, it will carry us far. My mama taught me not to forget where I come from. The magic in our roots, it will carry us far. My mama taught me not to forget where I come from. The magic in our roots, it will carry us far. Yeah. <sighs> wow. That was such a blessing. And like when I sing that yeah. song, like my head, my third eye vibrates mm-hmm. and it's so much about like like when I'm when I'm saying roots, it's 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 about like the root of love, of generosity, of kindness, mm-hmm. of being um, able to be in a space where I'm not manipulated by others because I know who I am and how I want to be in relationship to other people, mm-hmm. you know. And I feel like that's so much of like what my mother taught me before she passed away, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, and it's it's beautiful. I love singing that song because it resonates with people in different ways depending on. Um, what ceremony I'm at or what location I'm mm-hmm. in and also where people are at in their lives. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, mm-hmm. like I wrote it for my mom, but other people interpret it as like divine mother energy mm-hmm. yeah, or like mama Aya, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah, it's pure love. You know, that's how I, and that's how I can relate with it. It's like pure love. You and know, a mother, a mother's yeah. love is pure love. Like, and yeah. it's like the cosmic earth. You know, like the earth is like our mother. Like she provides for mm-hmm. us. We get our food and water from her. If it wasn't yes. for her, we wouldn't be alive. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. So for for when I'm thinking about roots, it's definitely, it comes from a place of like my roots of being in a time where 
I could travel and meet different beings, mm -hmm. you know, different goddesses, different uh, where we shared DNA codes and like we activated each other and like we had, you know, we could have telepathy, yeah. you know, and, like, because that stuff's real. Like you can be hang out with someone for a while and you're like, you know what each other's thinking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> your vibe attracts you know? your tribe, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. And it's interesting to think like to also think about your vibe attracts your tribe and you know and then when once you're like in those spaces like you still have to do the clearing you still have to continually check in because mm -hmm. of everything we've talked about the world that we live in right um to make sure you're on that vibration yeah you mentioned something you said when you traveled outside of the the u.s mm -hmm. you, you felt so is that when you when because we, uh, americans have accents and americans have a culture and I didn't realize that until the first time I traveled outside of the mm, U.S., right? Mm -hmm. Because I, I'm very unique looking. So when I travel to Europe, people are like, what are you? You know what yeah. I mean? But then I open my mouth and they're like, oh, you're American. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wow. I'm like, what the heck? But Because I, I never thought of that. We mm. have an accent, you know, because yeah. we mm. think, oh, you have the accent. You know, yeah. no, no, we have an accent <laughs> yeah, too, yeah. right? Because yeah. you can go anywhere in the world outside the United States and start speaking like an American and everybody will know, oh yeah american you know what mm -hmm. i mean so yeah. is that what you were talking about or was it something different when i found myself in spaces um like i went to for the first time last year or psh, 2019 um <laughs> i know like it's almost like 2020 <laughs> just like yeah. a blip yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um in 2019 i went for the first time and i went to berlin and stockholm and paris stockholm's beautiful i love stockholm yeah. my ex-wife is from there so i know <sighs> Um, yeah, the vibe in Stockholm is so amazing. Super cool, yeah. But going uh, to being in those spaces, like being in Stockholm as a woman of color, I never had anyone ask me like where I was from. Yeah, yeah or like um, mm. like heritage wise, yeah. like we just talked about ideas. Yeah, you know, we were just very present with each other in the moment, and if things casually came up yeah. around like. Um, culture or like race than we talk but it never really did come up because yeah. we were just so much like playing and like in this love vibration um, and I remember that I was like because I went to Stockholm first I played my first show in cool. Stockholm in wow. Europe that's mm -hmm. awesome and it was like it was like wow it just felt so like I could feel the energy was like expansive and I was I was only there for like I was there for like a week so I'm sure right. things would change and I know there's a lot of things around Afghans being refugees there but yeah. my ex first initial experience as being a woman of color was very different from even being in the bay yeah you know which is very centered on identity and like people's liberation and mm -hmm. like talking about these systems of oppression mm -hmm. um to for empowerment right but it's it was like oh my god i just i felt like i felt like i was on like a sabbatical like i was just on a break i could just yeah. like live and i kind of mm -hmm. had that experience throughout europe except for when i got, when i got to paris there was this thing yeah. around americans but it wasn't um the french it, but it, it wasn't ever like coming at me from like a race or how i looked yeah it was more about like how my cultural customs like how i acted right. you know? <laughs> or like you know yeah. stereotypes around americans it's funny because the french are like americans because like <laughs> no because i'm just it, laughing and just yeah. see the french are now being like because <laughs> if you go to france they expect you to speak french they expect you to adapt to their culture oh, I see they, what you're they're not going to adapt mm. to you Mm -hmm. just like here mm -hmm. like you know if someone came here and they weren't speaking english and they were trying to act like their culture we'd be like dude you're in america like you know whatever so it's funny we we 
That's we, interesting. Yeah. We diss the French, but they're just like us, you know, because mm-hmm. they're they're like proud of their culture. They're not going to change. They're not going to speak the other language, right? But I want to talk about. St- uh, I actually so, really love the French, though. Yeah. So I want to talk about um, what you were mentioning about when you were in Europe and you didn't even have to worry about you know labeling yourself as whatever because it's funny because let's say you grew up in in you were born and raised in Sweden they would consider you Swedish. Mm-hmm. right you're born and raised in in britain in, in england you're british mm-hmm. the only country that labels you by your race is america so i'm oh, mexican really? american uh-huh. afghan american filipino american in england i would just be british interesting yeah because i have a good friend of mine he's which is also problematic in its own way yeah too. <laughs> yeah so i have a friend yeah. of mine uh maybe it's because we were just a, a country that was built on a melting pot of people like just everybody coming in and mm-hmm. i don't know what it is but um <clears throat> so i have a friend he's he's indian punjabi but he was born and raised in england right so mm-hmm. he he talks british he he associates like british people call him british you know but he's of indian punjabi uh, descent you know what mm-hmm. i mean but but this is the only country where they actually label you by oh, that's by your race, which is which is pretty. I don't know why, mm-hmm. but that's that's. Yeah, I don't I don't know why yeah. either. It's too you know I just I'm really I'm excited that I'm I'm around people where we are constantly trying not constantly trying we just do treat each other well mm-hmm. yeah. you know and we For do sure. le- up, uplift one another mm-hmm. and we do validate each other's experiences you know and we come from it with like kindness. And um, I really am looking forward to seeing like large communities, you know, even like the world, you yeah. know, like be able to operate from that like heart centered space again where we're not, you know, trying to be American or British or but just being kind yeah. to each other. For sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think maybe Gen Z and, and above will probably start doing that because we had a, a Gen Z on the podcast as joe's my cousin she's like mexican and filipino yeah but just talking to her Mm -hmm. i i was like wow like they have such a different perspective on life like they're non-judgmental on uh you know race or sex or sexual orientation or it's more like culture and vibe and like you know it is about the vibe yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and and so like that's the future you know all the most of the people that created this system institutions that we're in are like boomers maybe x they're kind of they'll be dead like in 20 years most of them mm-hmm. 20 40 years they'll all be gone you mm-hmm. know then you have a whole new generation of the zers and then the people coming up that are like like in the future it's going to be like everyone's like non-binary and they don't they all look different because we're all so mixed up and it's all super technology and i mean i don't know i just i think it's I think it's, I think like you all said, we're entering a new age and all the stuff we see now. Yeah, we're in it. Mm -hmm. And all the stuff we see now eventually is going to fall off. Like, I I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, um, but I believe maybe in 20, 30, 40 years, it's going to be a completely different system, completely different way of uh, like the way we label ourselves and oh all yeah that and stuff. i hope yeah. so right yeah. <laughs> i mean yeah. the old system's already falling apart yeah. so the the old paradigm is what they say yeah. right yeah so. and it's i think you know that's what's so amazing about being a musician and being with artists is like we really do create the culture mm-hmm. you know and we set the vibrations and we create ripple effects with, with my music with the visuals right. with the objects that we make um those are the things that help us shift 
quicker or just be the shift is that we're actively creating yeah. new things, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, everyone we often talk about the future, but it's like the future is already here. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like the life that I live is very different than um, some people. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's and they might say that the way my thoughts are like, oh, that's too out there. That's, you know. Yeah. But, so it just really depends, I guess, what you decide to tap into. Mm-hmm. And that's I think that's the biggest thing that I'm so excited to share is like just knowing that we all have like the power to really uh, be us to like awaken and to yeah. set the tone for our life. Like we are not victims. Right. And that's really hard for some people to hear. And I've been in spaces where it's where that was very hard for me to hear, but I'm at a place in my life where it's like, I'm not a victim to anything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm in, I'm in situations, but it's just a situation that's going to be gone (laughs) in a little bit. Like I'm going to move on to something else. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, cause we, we all, I I mean, I have being, um, I've, I've been in situations where I've wanted to, I thought my life was supposed to be a certain way. I wanted it to be a certain way, mm-hmm. but it is what it is. Right. And it's how I'm in it, mm-hmm. you know, and like, and how I want to keep shaping it and shifting it. And you do that by understanding your power, right. your love mm-hmm. life, you know, your um, source energy that like we are fractals of gods and goddesses, you know, we're, and uh, we have higher consciousness right at our fingertips, mm-hmm. you know, just by asking for guidance um, by being really clear on like what sort of guidance we want, who we're getting it from, um, no, knowing that there are tons of tricksters and, you know, that yeah. are going to try and pull you. Cause it's like, you can keep walking, you can get to get back to your like organic timeline and like walk in this space of like feeling really good about yourself, um, and, and knowing what you're doing. And then you could get upset by someone, which happens. And then you veer off. But then do you keep fearing? Do you keep going? And, you know, or, or do you come back to like your love and your heart mm-hmm. center right. mm-hmm. um, and knowing that you're shifting the planet and raising the vibration of the planet by walking that walk of being in your knowing? Um, so, yeah, I think I think it's just so exciting to be able to have these sorts of conversations with more people and more artists. Yeah. Um, and and it's yeah, just beautiful to create work amongst folks that that do that. Yeah. It's exciting to be here right now. You yeah. know, I think uh, we have, this is all energy. You know what I mean? And the fact that we get to share this with the rest of the world and putting more energy out there. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So do you think um, this this um, spreads beyond the creative community? This like operating from the source and the love? Because we, we, we're talking a lot about creatives and mm-hmm. artists. And I think by nature, creatives and artists already are geared or connected somehow um do you think it spreads to other other communities like business oh yeah like like sports like other industries as well yeah i do i think um for me i talk mostly about creatives because i'm an artist musician and like my purpose is to like share love and light and like awaken and activate people and create the new create culture with other people Mm -hmm. but yes Yes, yes. Like we're all, we all have the potential to understand that uh, we are love and light. Like we are source energy and can decide what to do with that. Because being a business person is being creative. Right. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. it it is very like logistical in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. and structured. But like, yeah, Mm -hmm. problem solving, 
being if you're like a chef that's creative yeah. you know we're all as uh, our species like we create things on a day-to-day mm-hmm. whether it's our bed right. <laughs> yeah <laughs> or whether, our food yeah breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah or whether it's a painting yeah. mm-hmm. um and being able to do it with intention or do it with knowing that you whatever you do is actively impacting the space around you mm-hmm. and impacting um the other dimensions in your higher like your other selves like if you can get to that place i think people would be excited to want to make better decisions yeah. you know for themselves for their health right you know instead of because we don't I mean, this is my, for me, like, I don't have to listen to anyone else on how to take care of my body mm-hmm. right? or how to care for myself mm-hmm. or how to have like great spiritual hygiene. You know, it's like, I don't, or how to create, I don't need that, but I can choose to take classes and like seek advice, but then have a really good discernment on mm-hmm. whether it resonates with my heart, Yeah, right. you know, because there can be this amazing doctor who's healed tons of people or had really great, sur- brilliant surgeon or something, you know, mm-hmm. who did great surgery. And I could trust that. But then when I talk to him, if it's not resonating or her, mm-hmm. if it doesn't resonate with like my heart, it's like, I'm not going to get surgery from you because yeah. my heart's telling me no, even though you've mm-hmm. had, you know, because yeah. like who knows what would have happened if, I, who would happen if I decided to get surgery just based off of your track record. Mm-hmm. It just comes down to um, discernment because people can be brilliant and have really large followings. And they can also still be manipulative without even knowing it right. mm-hmm. because they're infringed by energy or business deals or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know what it is, yeah. you know? So you just like having your your heart space, your sovereignty, your joy, um, knowing what speaks to you. Yeah, your intuition. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. that's there for a reason. Like, mm-hmm. And you should listen to it. The, the, thing is i don't know if people most people do or not like yeah. maybe they do and they ignore it and they're like oh i know i should have listened yeah. to my intuition right mm-hmm. yeah that's that's great so um where's the music headed like what wh- what do you see the future like what are you excited about yeah. you got projects in the works yes 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 well yeah. i'm so excited for my event at the end of the month femifest a okay. full moon in, um in virgo where i'll be releasing my new music video called seeker and um then i'll be releasing new music in may and an album later this year Uh, but it's been the journey of like connecting with high vibe artists and like people who are fractals of goddesses like joe it's just it's so amazing you know so i just see from this um since we're talking about right now from this point on just continuing to um be in opportunities you know, to create um, more visuals, to create live stream broadcasts for people, um, concerts once that opens yeah. up again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, once the concerts, uh, I mean, that's probably the industry hit the most is large group gathering industries, mm-hmm. right? But uh, I think they'll figure it out pretty soon. And it seems like it's, in, in, in the end, once once this goes away, it's going to almost be like it never happened because everyone's going to come out in full force so that'll be exciting right (laughs) i think yeah i have this feeling it's going to be like another it'll be another renaissance because all of us Mm. have been working on ourselves yeah uh working on our crafts yes so when we can be with each other we're really going to celebrate one another yeah we started we started this in during a pandemic so amazing this is second year yeah (laughs) you can already see it they just opened up restaurants and like literally the restaurants are like packed (laughs) Mm. like crazy busy packed like it's like really difficult just to get in there you know and that's just opening restaurants i imagine when concerts and 
big venues that's gonna be like it's gonna be insane it's <laughs> gonna be so beautiful because yeah. like music sounds it's a vibration it impacts us so much even yeah. you know on so many levels you're like shopping and they play music for a reason right. certain types of music mm-hmm. to keep you in there mm-hmm. you know they have certain sorts of music on ads for a reason so like yeah, music can be used to manipulate but it can also be used to just for pleasure and to shift your vibration and to mm-hmm. activate parts of yourself get inspired mm-hmm. um so yeah once things uh, open back up and we can be with one another i can already feel that i'm gonna be heavily lifted from all the concerts that i'll be going to and also performing so that was awesome um but we always uh, close it out with a uh, little section we call joe six questions uh-huh. so joe's actually going to get really really deep with you right now and ask you some powerful questions so i mean who knows how deep it is yeah. but we'll see oh, we'll see sing the mama song one more time okay, close out okay. Right. let's do it my mama taught me not to forget where I come from. The magic in our roots, it will carry me far. My mama taught me not to forget where I come from. The magic in our roots, it will carry me far. My mama taught me not to forget where I come from. The magic in our roots. It will carry us far. My mama taught me not to forget where I come from. The magic in our roots, it will carry us far. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. That's a perfect segue right to those questions. Right. Because mama taught you, right? Are you going to release that song on your new album or something? Because I want to listen to it like... I will. I will mm. release it. Thank you. At some place. Yeah. <laughs> have it on Spotify. I can have it on repeat. Oh, wow. That's not even released yet? No. No. Wow. You heard it here first on the Bliss Seekers podcast. <laughs> I guess my first question is, what makes you feel grounded? Ooh, so many things. Um, I, I was just at the Russian River, and I think what grounded me the most was laying in the dirt. <laughs> mm, the dirt. Like, it was... I, <laughs> Yeah, it was it was beautiful. I like yeah. drew a medicine wheel and I just like laid in the dirt and I could just feel the earth like holding me and it, it grounded me like real quick. So yeah. that's like my favorite way to really ground is and like quickly or to feel it quickly is to just sit on the earth or lay in the dirt. So literally the ground yeah. grounds you. Yeah, <laughs> early. Yeah. yeah. The earth, the earth vibes. Yeah. Um if you if you guys you guys can also answer that question, um, what makes you feel grounded? I mean if Laying on the dirt makes you feel grounded. Do that because I know the ground it makes, makes me feel. Yeah, it makes me feel good doing that too. Okay. Um. So what are the what are the two things that you would do to raise your own vibration? Sing, mm-hmm. doing some sort of like toning, like long tones, or playing with a singing bowl. Um, that um, meditating, and then like actually visioning a time that felt really good will mm. instantly like raise my vibration mm. and gratitude visualization is powerful mm-hmm. yeah. yes okay so what let's see what advice would you give to someone who is like basically suffering not physically suffering but like maybe like emotionally kind of like in a victim mentality or something mm. like that and they were asking for advice? Yeah, what advice would you give someone? Huh. 
to liberate themselves hmm. you know that's that's interesting hmm. i think i would i don't think it'd be advice i think it'd be more of an experience of just like loving them like telling them that they were perfect just the way they are mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with them yeah you know and um yeah just to like activate that that other side of them that like yeah everything is cool if they could get to that place of like or rem- wanting to remind them yeah of the cosmic flow that we really are just like um it's like it's a big river and you can we can just be a leaf like floating in it <laughs> you know it's in surrender yeah. like I just picture that in my head <laughs> yeah just like yeah, we floating do. Leaf. down the river as a, as a leaf you know and mm-hmm. then you might get caught on something and you like push yourself away and just like float on, <laughs> float on. <laughs> that's a good that's a good that's a good uh description a good yeah analogy, yeah. yeah for sure so if you get caught on something guys go ahead and just push yourself off like a leaf yeah. and keep floating on yeah. Mm. yeah don't consent just keep floating on yeah um so you talk about uh you mentioned sovereign sovereignty a lot um it's something that i'm just starting to learn about like it's you know uh basically owning and owning your own power right um so for anyone out there um who basically doesn't feel like they have any power, powerless. Like, how do you, like, what what would you tell someone, like, who's, you know, like, is very insecure, who felt like they're very powerless? Like, what would you mm. tell them? Interesting. To tap into their sovereignty. Hmm. I think I would ask them first, why do they feel powerless? Mm. Yeah, just to kind of get an idea of, like, what's going on. Like, why do they feel powerless? Because everyone will feel powerless because there has been some form that they've been dominated in, mm-hmm. right? Um, so yeah, I think like discovering that, like where have you been dominated and to the point where it's made you feel bad to mm. make you feel like you are powerless. And then to sift through that and rediscover your power, like your love, I think it's like, that's such a that's an interesting question. It's challenging because for me, I'm like, <laughs> I just want to be like, you're powerful. Hey, hey, you know, just like mm-hmm. poke them. But yeah, it, it has to come from within and have to, it's, it's yeah. a belief. It's a belief. So and um, yeah, I think I would just I think I would ask people to look at ways that they've been dominated and, and whether that's something they want to continue to be dominated by because mm. you don't have you can stop anything at any moment and it'll depending it just the process of like really shifting into your own new paradigm Mm -hmm. your own a new idea is really up to how much time you take to really do the work Mm -hmm. yeah um but it could be real quick or it could not be like you don't know until you try you could just wake up and decide like oh yeah actually i'm committed to my highest self and then you just are, <laughs> like, yeah, you know, and then, yeah. or you're like, who is my high self? Like, it might be a longer journey, <laughs> <laughs> but we really are powerful. I mean, we mm. wake up every day. Yeah. That's power. You're just waking up. Like yeah. what? Your heart is beating like in a very mm. basic level. Like our heart is beating. Our mind is working, you you're know, breathing or breathing. Mm-hmm. Like that's power coming mm. from someplace within you or wherever else you want to think, but it's like in you. Yeah. I Those like what you mentioned. So amazing answers. What form were you dominated in? Mm-hmm. I've never heard that before, yeah. but it's true. I think the, why someone would feel powerless mm-hmm. or insecure about something is because some, some somehow, somehow growing up, mm-hmm. they were dominated by some person or some group 
in that area mm-hmm. and it made them feel powerless. Mm-hmm. It's called um, arrested development, basically. So they're stuck until they can, like you said, reflect, somehow get out of that and move on because they're not that person that was powerless at the time anymore. They're a different person now and it's a different time. So that was powerful. I really like yeah, that. It was yeah, very I really like that. I wrote it down. Cool. <laughs> I took notes. Yeah. You make mm-hmm. me think about too, like when you look at people who are leaders or like uh, in text, like textbook leaders, they come from this place of just believing in themselves, right. like just knowing, you know, mm-hmm. it's yeah. like um, the knowing Right. Even if we disagree with like the things that they've done or who they are as people, it's like they believed that hard in themselves. So, yeah, they don't listen to anyone else. So nope. it's like, yeah, don't listen to anyone. You know, we hear that all the time. Don't listen to anyone yeah. else. But it's like really find a way to shield yourself energetically so that when someone does tell mm-hmm. you something, you can discern that that's not you. Yeah. You don't right. need to take on that idea. 100 percent. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just want to mention something. Um, I, I saw Desi spoke about like. You know, at some point, affirmations are great, right? But at some point, you're you won't need to st- uh, keep repeating them because it's part of your DNA yeah. already. Yeah. yeah, I was like, that's powerful. Yeah. I feel yeah. like that's sovereignty as well, right? Yeah, it's it part is. of your DNA. Like, yeah. you're like wow, your subconscious is reprogrammed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then I you just wanna... add new ones. Yeah, you yeah. just keep adding new ones. Yeah, yep. yeah. I'm big on affirmation. Power. Okay. Okay. So. So if you had 48 hours left to live in your physical form now, what is the first thing and the last thing you would do? (laughs) Physical form. (laughs) Wow. Well, right now, if I had 48 hours to live, the first thing that popped in my mind was that I I really want to go to Bamiyan in Afghanistan. Mm. That's where like the largest Buddhas in the world Mm, were built. Okay. Mm. Um, So I would want to have a safe passage and have a safe space to just be on the land there. Mm. And it'd be so beautiful to be there with my dad too. Yeah. So be there with my dad and be able to explore the caves and just be on the land for the last 48 hours. Yeah. I was watching a show, uh, a traveler guy, a uh, YouTuber, and he went to the outskirts of Afghanistan where he mm-hmm. was talking about that, where there was Buddhism. and But they tried to destroy, like the, like the biggest Buddha. He, he went there. Mm-hmm. So and beautiful. he said it had been tried to be destroyed for many years because they don't want people to know that Buddha was big mm-hmm. in Afghanistan. You know, mm-hmm. the, the current whatever powers mm-hmm. that be or whatever. So I know what you're talking about, actually. Yeah. You just, I just remember it. It's pretty cool. powerful. And outside, it's very safe, that area. People are like, you know, very just normal they speak english i think sometimes and um so i just remember i forgot who it was um uh i don't know if it was drew binsky or somebody else but a very famous traveling youtuber went to that part of afghanistan and he went to the big buddha and stuff that's so beautiful yeah yeah so i want to go there that the buddhas there's he found buddhas underground that were on the same size but laying down Oh wow. wow! Yeah, yeah. So they're they're standing up and laying down. Yes, mm. yes. But I would love to go um, to feel the land, like mm. because in front of the Buddhas, it was like they had this whole—I don't know what it's called—but it was like, um, like ancient farming, like you know the way that they had it designed mm. was that the water would flow. Aqueducts. And, like, yeah, somehow yeah. like the way they set it up. So you know, just to know that there was like they were providing for their community with the food in front of these giant buddhas in the mountain like that vibration of that earth must be amazing can we take photos 
it's happening we're going to take photos and fill the ground lay yeah. in the, lay yeah. the dirt so yeah i'd be want grounded. to be able to go to bamyan with the goddess crew mm-hmm. team of people and be able to just make magic soak in the vibes yes. meditate safely <laughs> <laughs> yeah and what's the last thing you would do wasn't that the question isn't the answer oh yeah it was that's well, the, first, the first the first thing was uh with your dad you go there with your dad okay so that's the f- the whole yeah. 48 hours yeah okay oh, yeah i mean i would want to spend more time than yeah that, but if i only had 48 hours i would just be there so be for there. two days yeah. be there. there for two days yeah oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Awesome. that'd yeah. be a pretty amazing experience yeah that's truly connecting to your 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 true self on this earth mm-hmm. going back to there yeah yeah that's pretty cool that's beautiful um so the last question is what's your number one wish for the world <laughs> for everyone to be sovereign mm. for everyone to really tune in to feeling good about who they are as a person and be able to share that with other folks around them yeah it's beautiful yeah to not be controlled by anybody or anything mm. but to really come from a place of love um, and sharing that with people. So you can listen to people, but you're never being manipulated or controlled because you know what your heart says. Mm. I like that. That's powerful. <sighs> yeah. Wow. Wow. Thank you so much for Thank being you on the so show. Much yeah, for it was amazing. Me. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for your future music career. Thank I'm excited you. for things to open up, you know, and uh, we'll leave everything in the description below. Uh, if you guys like this podcast, once again, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you smash that like button. And hit that notification bell. All of her information will be down there in the description below. So check that out. Any last words, Joe? Um, I'm just really grateful that you're here. Mm-hmm. Like I, I feel really connected with you. Um, I just want to say how we met was actually I was in Jack London Square with, with a friend, and she was going around inviting people to watch um, her show. Oh wow! And I just felt her energy instantly, and I was like, "Wow, this person actually came up to me and made that effort. Like, hey, come see my art, basically, right?" Yeah. So ever since then, we've been friends. And yeah. after listening to you know her music and just the energy and the person that she is, I was like, "Okay, this person is meant to be in my life." So, um, oh. so yeah, I'm really grateful that you're here. Yeah. I'm so grateful for yes. this space. It's beautiful what you guys are doing. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah, so thank you for inviting me. Yeah. And yeah, you can find any of my stuff on any streaming platform, Ruby Mountain. And if you Google search me, Ruby Mountain Music. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this will be the number one podcast in the world. And we will have 250 million subscribers. And our number one purpose is to inspire people to find their true purpose and follow their bliss. Yes. So as always, Ashley, I mean, thank you so much for being here. And thank as, you yeah thank you we, we we loved having you here and as always follow, follow your, your bliss. bliss thank you guys so much for tuning into the podcast we hope you enjoyed it our goal as always is to become the number one podcast in the world and uh, make sure to subscribe if you haven't done so already make sure you share this with three of your friends and if you like our song our intro song please check out my good friend uh, maroni silva's band a dead desire on youtube that song is called the mantra thanks again for tuning in And we'll catch you guys on the next one. And as always, follow your bliss.